Just relax. You're having fun? Oh yeah, dancing. I'm, I'm good. Why? I can do the splits. No problem. Teach me. I can do it. You want me to break my leg? Look for something unusual. Something hard. Big surprise. Huge surprise. Kumite, welcome to the podcast Van Damme, Jean-Claude. I'm your host, Paul Schroyer. Uh, we're here to discuss one of my favorite all-time, all-time favorite movies, Bloodsport. The 1988 film starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. It was his breakout performance uh, before... Before this, he just kind of did some like minor roles in things, and now uh, this was the movie that kind of put him on the map. You know, got him Kickboxer, Cyborg, a bunch of other awesome movies we're going to be talking about. So, thank you everybody for joining in. Um, a little little history on Blood, uh, how Jean Claude Van Damme got. The role for Bloodsport. He walked up to the director. Let's see. Do I got that information here? No, I don't have the director. Sorry about that. But uh, he walks up to the director who was he was told was filming a martial arts movie. So he goes up to him and he roundhouse spin kicks over top of his, the director's head and he he was like this is our guy so that's how he got the role so if you ever want to get a role on an action movie just just roundhouse kick over somebody's head you might get it <laughs> but uh the <clears throat> blood sport is based on the alleged true story of frank duke's uh, it was shot with a 1.5 million dollar budget for the Canon um, movie company. It's about a U.S. Army captain named Frank Dukes, trained from his youth in the ways of ninjutsu by Sen- Senzo Tanaka. Honors his he honors his mentor by taking the place of Tanaka's deceased son Shingo in the illegal martial arts tournament. Kumite in Hong Kong. It became a U.S. box office hit in the spring of 1998, produced by Mark D. Sal. Oh, that's his name. That's the duty uh, roundhouse kicked over his head. Mark D. Sal. Uh, he said he was looking for a new martial arts star who was a ladies' man. But love Jean Claude Van Damme because he appealed to both men and women, and with a butt like that. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, Frank Dukes, 
is he's an American hero who fights for the justice, the American way, and kicks the stuffing out of the bad guys. Yeah, so the success of this movie uh, established Jean-Claude Van Damme as a one of Cannon's uh, top top action stars alongside some people you probably know uh chuck norris for one ever heard that name or uh charles bronson and a couple other guys that aren't really worth mentioning so that's a little history on it um now frank dukes and jean-claude van damme they didn't get along at all during the entire shooting of this movie uh <laughs> frank dukes was pretty tough on jean-claude van damme's training uh really pushing him hard to uh, you know get get everything right and jean-claude was a little cocky and didn't like it and at one point they challenged each other to a real fight on the roof of the recording studio. And so they went up there on the roof and Frank Dukes was there and Jean-Claude Van Damme was there with his posse. And they never allegedly ended up fighting. There's no documentation anywhere that they actually fought. So, but... They just, they didn't get along that well. And even, like, to this day, I think Frank Duke, I mean, even though they went on to make another movie later on called The Quest, which is pretty much the exact same premise as this one. But who knows? They they were always buttonheads. So let's get into it. Uh, first off, the soundtrack to this movie is incredible uh definitely a hardcore a uh, 80s uh soundcloud you know uh not soundcloud what what am i saying 80s soundtrack uh with that epic rock and really like oh gets you real pumped up like raw yeah so and obviously i loved it so much i made the theme song uh for van damme and jean claude uh by uh, using uh, Paul Herzog and Shandy Cinemo's Fight to Survive. And I took their uh, their song, Fight to Survive, and made a Jean-Claude Van Damme remix version of it. And that's my intro theme song, because that's how much I love the soundtrack to this movie. But as the movie opens up, you see a bunch of guys like fighting, like training. Uh, one guy's like kneeing through boards and kicking ass. And then there's the, it shows a dude like climbing a tree like a monkey. And he's like chopping, uh, chopping down on coconuts. It's awesome. Uh, what's up everyone who's just joining us? We are uh, talking blood sport. So if you want to throw anything, if you guys have anything to throw in, uh, go, feel free to comment while I'm while I'm going through this. So yeah, so the the monkey dude is up there chopping coconuts, and then it cuts to the guy from Nerds, 
and he's like you know hitting the punching bags and stuff and then it cuts to this e-honda looking motherfucker who's just chucking barrels it's pretty pretty awesome little opening sequence with uh you know badass song playing behind it then it goes to uh jean-claude van damme as uh captain frank dukes and he's roundhouse kicking a uh, punching bag uh and so then you know he's talking to the military people and it flashes back to when uh jean uh frank duke sorry not jean claude but frank dukes was a kid which <laughs> they got the perfect kid to play the Jean-Claude Van Damme version of Frank Dukes is a kid because not only is the kid's English accent as terrible as Jean-Claude Van Damme's is in this movie, it kind of actually even looks like a little Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I was pretty impressed by that. But this kid is the biggest Giants fan I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not talking like he's not even like set to like one city. He's, he just likes Giants. Like, he's got a San Francisco Giants base, the baseball team's hat on. And then a New York Giants, which is a football team's shirt. So he just likes sports and Giants. It doesn't really matter what city you're in or from. or it, He just likes Giants, man, which makes perfect sense because that dude turns out to be a Giant at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. He grows like 50 feet tall. It's crazy. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to the movie. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so it shows, you know, it starts out there walking in the steel, uh, this it's like a katana or sword, the samurai sword, and he gets caught by the, the guy the, whose house it was. And everybody escapes except for Frank Dukes. He just chills for some reason and gets the front of his uh, hat cut off, like the brim of his hat cut off with the sword and just stands there. I'm not sure if, you know, Frank Dukes is on the spectrum, but <laughs> maybe. It may be. And so he doesn't flinch at all. And the sensei dude sees something in him and goes, hey. Uh, why don't you train with me? And by train with me, he means, why don't you come and let my son kick your ass for a really long time? Because that's <laughs> pretty much what happens. So it goes through, you know, your typical 80 montages, which this movie is packed full of montages. And so... <laughs> It's a montage of Jean-Claude Van Damme as a, a, or Frank Dukes, sorry. Frank Dukes is a kid getting his ass kicked by uh, Shidoshi, Sensei Shidoshi's son. And then, but out of nowhere, you know, the Shidoshi's son is at school and these three guys are kicking his ass, for, like picking on him for some reason. And who saves the day? But Frank Dukes, the dude who has... For a year, probably a year or two, I mean, it's not clear, was getting his ass beat by uh, this dude's son. <laughs> but he saved him. Because that's, that's what Jean-Claude Van does. <laughs> that's what Jean-Claude Van does, motherfuckers. He saves people. 
Because that's just what Jean-Claude Van does. I can't talk today, man. It's Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, yeah. So, after that, it it cuts to the sh Sensei Shadosi's son is dead. And Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme, Frank Dukes. Uh, I'm going to use those interchangeably. I'm probably going to reference Jean-Claude Van Damme more than Frank Dukes because... You know, that's just what's up. Hey, what's up, Zeke? What's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Um, so, they're showing, and uh, Frank Dukes is a young man now. He's not a kid anymore. And Sensei Shidoshi is like, no more training. My son is dead. No more training. And... Uh, Frank Dukes is like, you told me you were going to train me. It's been like 10 years of your son just kicking my ass. When do I get to train? And so Shidoshi's like, fine, fuck it. Uh, you, you, I'll train you now. So cuts to yet another montage of Frank Dukes, this time getting his ass kicked by Sensei Shidoshi. But there was a couple of like my all-time favorite scenes in this montage. Uh, one of them being he's he's tied, he got his arms and his legs stressed, stretched out and he's tied to these bamboo stalks and Shidoshi's cranking the rope and, and cranking it and it's pulling him, doing the splits and his arms out and then Frank Dukes just muscles and pulls the bamboo down and he's like, ah! Just pulls it down. Then there's uh, another scene where he's blindfolded and serving tea to Shidoshi and uh, Mrs. Shidoshi. And so he sits down after he sets the table and serves the tea. And Shidoshi just goes to slap him like kung fu, chop him like right in the face. And Frank Dukes reaches up and grabs it and blocks it. How many times did he get hit in the face before he he caught it? Because you know that's not the first time they did that training exercise. So he's probably been getting karate chopped in the face a lot by this old man. But I guess if you're going to train for the kumite, you know, sometimes you just got to get karate chopped in the face. <laughs> So then it does, you know, flash forwards. Now we're in uh, Hong Kong. And it's showing some clips of Hong Kong. And uh, it cuts to Frank Dukes walking into uh, the uh, hotel. And he runs into the dude from Nerds, uh, whose character's name in this movie is... Uh, Ray Jackson. What's that? All right, Justin says, how often do you think with the fight choreo choreography that they actually get hit in the mouth? I would say probably a lot, especially in these early, you know, earlier action movies. It was it was pretty, uh, you know, they were getting pretty close. And there's scenes in the actual movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme and this dude are trading like for real trading kicks with each other you can kind of see in the movie like they're not really kicking each other all too hard but 
That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> he's standing there, either kicking him in the side, he's just like, Arr! and then kicks him. The facial expression, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme might not speak a lot in this movie, but he he sells it with his facial expressions for sure. And we're going to talk more about those as they come up. So Ray Jackson and Frank Dukes, they meet each other by uh, playing the old Atari arcade game. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, karate, yeah. And so... Ray Jackson looks at Frank Dukes, he's like, oh, so you going to play? And they start playing each other, and uh, Frank Dukes uh, just kills them in this video game, and Ray Jackson's awfully impressed, like, man, you've got some pretty good martial arts skills there, huh, buddy? You should see me play, or fight in the Kumite. Well, first off, how do you know somebody's got uh, good martial arts skills off of a video game? I don't know. I have played that karate game. It is hard as fuck to play. I don't think it has anything to do with actual karate skills. Justin says, wasn't there a movie where the lead pisses off the stunt guy because he's hitting people for real a lot? I, I wouldn't... I've, I think I heard something about that. I don't remember the, what movie it was or the actor who was doing it, but it makes sense. I know like uh, the dude who played Jason... In the Friday the 13th movies, like, for real. He made Corey Feldman, like, for real shit his pants. Because he did not hold back at all during the stunts. So, you know, and oh, and then, <laughs> but back to what I was saying. Then the second thing about uh, <clears throat> Ray Jackson and his weird obsession with karate, the game karate being a good martial arts thing. You're not supposed to, like, the Kumite is supposed to be secret. And uh, he just straight up, like, meets this dude and is like, hey, you should see me fight in the Kumite. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's like, I'm also in the Kumite. So then they become best friends. Like, they give each other those eyes that, like, yeah, man. And then they become best friends. So, (laughs) So then cuts to... Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yes, that's right. Forrest Whitaker is in this movie. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker and another agent. And they show show up at the Shidoshi uh, household. And they pull out a bat, Like, they whip out, like, their badge. And it either said CIA or I think it might have been CIC. Because I, I did a little bit of Googling. And... Uh, the CIA doesn't investigate AWOL like soldiers. There isn't a, gr- a group called the CIC, uh, Criminal Investigation Command, who investigates AWOL people. But as far as I know, from what I could find via g- Google, is uh, they just like call your cell phone and call like your spouse and are like. Hey, do you know where this person is? And or hopes that you answer, and they're like, "Hey, you should probably come back." Like they don't actually send agents out. I could be wrong. If if you're watching right now and you know anything about the military, uh, comment. Let me know because it was a little strange that like why would the military? Anyway, so Forrest Whitaker is like, you know, they're asking Shadoshi's wife, 
where where Frank Dukes is, and she won't rat him out. She pretty much just said, you know, at this time Shidoshi's like on his deathbed. I think he's pretty sick, and she's like, oh, my husband's sick, and uh, Forrest Whitaker is like pressing, like wants to come in and search the place, but the other cop or CIA C agent isn't having it. He's like, no, come on, let's go. And so they find word that he's in Hong Kong to fight in this underground martial arts tournament. So they head out to Hong Kong and start uh, talking with the Chinese police out there because they are really determined to get Frank Dukes back into the military. Uh, You find out that uh, Kumite... Oh, so then... Uh, Ray Jackson and Frank Dukes is like manager shows up and I, I guess each country or each something has a manager that represents them for the Kumite because you would think they would have sent like one for each of them but they just sent one for both I don't know it was probably cheaper in the casting how many splits okay somebody on the Magic Scroll Network just asked how many splits does he do in the movie that's a good question I should have counted that. I was, I'm was. i just so mesmerized. Let me take a... Okay, look. Whoever wrote that question, Google that real fast. I'm going to take a guess. You let me know like, if I was right or not. So how many splits did he do? I'm going to say 12 splits in the entire movie. Google it. Let me know. I got other shit to talk about at the end of the... Uh, if you can't do it, then... At the end, Emily. Damn it, Paul. Well, you got a phone. I'm doing stuff, Emily. <laughs> All right. So their manager is taking them from the hotel to the Kumite, showing them where it's at. And he gives them a little rundown on what it is. And apparently the Kumite is funded and operated by the triad, who is pretty much like the mafia of China. So this is like a mob run event, like real shysty illegal shit going on. Uh, <clears throat> so they get there and they have to like hand in their badges or their invitations. They had to give their invitations to the, the person. And Ray Jackson, the dude from the nerds, he has no problem. They give it to him. They're like, okay, thanks for coming in. Frank Dukes hands him his invitation and they look at him and they're like, you trained by Shidoshi? You don't look Japanese. And Frank Dukes is like, yeah, I trained, Shidoshi trained me. Like, I'm a badass. And so they're like, prove it. Do the dim mock. Now what the dim mock is, I guess, is you take some bricks and stack them up. Which they already had bricks stacked up ready to go. Just in case somebody said they were trained by Shidoshi. And they bring them in. And I guess, like, you've all seen, like, the dude, like, hitting the bricks and it breaking the bricks with his fist, right? Well, apparently, the dim mock is you choose a brick in the stack and that's the brick that gets broke? The brick that gets broke. <laughs> so, the, the guys in charge of accepting the invitations... Uh, Tells Frank Dukes to hit the bottom brick and break only the bottom brick. 
And of course he does it. And it's pretty, everybody's impressed. And it shows a bunch of people, uh, you know, standing, standing around. Everybody stops to watch him do the dim mock. Everybody. And I think it was just a way for them to kind of do like a pan shot of all the different fighters that are going to be in the movie. And everybody's impressed except for Chong Chong Lee, who just looks very disapprovingly at Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, "Mm -mm, that ain't impressive. One of the main things about Jean-Claude Van Damme in all of his movies, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but uh, prove me wrong. Because I don't think I am. In all of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, he always saves a female from being raped. Like, no joke. It's an all... I don't know if that's in his contract. Like, I have to save uh, someone from being raped or I'm not in the movie. Because, like, 30 minutes into the movie, uh, there's a reporter at the hotel and she's trying to... Alright, hold on. Magic Squirrel. Emily just said, can't find how many splits are in the movie. I should have counted that, Emily. I'm going to do that from now on. All my reviews from now on, I'm counting the splits that Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, does in it. Look, I, I time-stamped, at least I think, I'm pretty sure I time-stamped where Jean-Claude Van Damme shows his butt, but I didn't count the number of splits. What's wrong with me? But Emily says he does a total of 80,000 splits in all of his movies. I can believe that. I mean, that's his like claim to fame is the split. I, I wonder if that counts like his commercials. Like he does that one where he's on the truck in between the trucks doing the splits. Who knows? So anyways, 30 minutes in, this reporter trying to find out about Kumite. And uh, there's this one of the fighters in the Kumite is like, oh, you're just come back with me to my hotel room. And she's like, no, I don't want to. No, 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 I'm good. And he like grabs her and is like trying to force her to come to her his hotel room. And of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme comes up and grabs his hand right as the guy's about to slap this reporter. And he is like, look, we can't fight outside of the Kumite because if we fight outside the Kumite, we get kicked out of the kumite so why don't we do a coin trick if you can grab this coin from my hand fast enough you get to keep the girl if you don't the girl comes with me now (laughs) i I know this was the 80s and everything but where where is it that uh you know she has no say in this whatsoever if she was smart as they were talking like this, she probably should have just slipped away from both of these creepy dudes fighting over possession of her. So, <clears throat> are you going to do Monaco Forever Review? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing all of Jean-Claude Van Damme's movies, and then uh, and then I might go in, I might take a break for a little bit and do his uh, Van Jean-Claude Van Johnson TV show. So, yeah. Monaco forever. It, I'm trying to try to go in order as best as I can from this first to last movie, which he's still making movies. So I could do this potentially forever. Well, not forever. There's always an end game. How do you know when it's over? So obviously, this dude can't grab 
the coin from Frank Dukes. He's too fast. Like, are you kidding me? So he wins the reporter. And she's like, oh, thanks for saving my life. Um, can you, you know, will you, you know, will you t take me to the Kumite? I want to see the Kumite. And he's like, no, no, I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. Then finally, <clears throat> about 36 minutes into the movie, we get to the first day of fighting. Now, the Kumite is a three-day event with only one winner. It's a elimination. You lose, you're out. Now, you, according to the movie, you could fight multiple times in one day. Like You're not just one and done. Like You're fighting all day long. And 36 minutes, 56 seconds into the movie, we hear the name of the movie Bloodsport by... Somebody gets hit. Oh, yeah, there's a fight. And this dude gets hit. And his nose starts bleeding a little bit. And Ray Jackson looks at Frank Dukes and he's like, That's why they call this blood sport. Like, way to drop the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that, by the way. Like, my wife, anytime, my wife, anytime we're watching a movie, I have to, like, point out to her, like, the name of the movie when they say it. So 36 minutes, 56 seconds into it. So day one, here are the fights. I'm going to go through the fights and uh, say how they won and all that. So day one, first winner is Sang Lin. He knocks his opponent out of the ring. The second fight was winner was Ray Jackson with a hammer punch to the face. And then after he wins this fight, he looks over at... Um, <laughs> Chong Lee for some reason I don't know why he does this but he goes over to Chong Lee and threatens to kill him I'm gonna kill you I don't know why he does it but that's what he does and after that Chong Lee wins uh, you find out that Chong Lee has never been defeated in the Kumite he is the I guess that's why Ray Jackson threatened to kill him or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it's kind of maybe hinted that Chung Lee has killed a person. Well, it's not hinted. It's said Chung Lee killed a, a person in the last Kumite. It doesn't state when the last Kumite was. It's a good chance that Chung Lee probably killed Shidoshi's son. You know, it's not proven or disproven. Nobody's really answered that question. But I have a feeling Chung Lee, like Shidoshi's son, tried to win the Kumite and got killed by Chung Lee. But he and uh, Chung Lee ends up choking out his opponent in 14.8 seconds, which was a world record for the fastest match won in the Kumite. But you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme it wasn't having that shit, or Frank Dukes or whatever. So he comes up, he's the next fight. Frank Dukes knocks out the opponent with an elbow to the face and beats Chong Lee's world record by winning a match in 12.2 seconds. Now, this is probably the greatest acting work by an extra in any movie ever. Like, I love it. So... 
Uh, Frank Dukes wins the match. He elbows the guy to the face and knocks his tooth out. Now, this is the guy who was trying to rape the lady in the hotel room. Uh, it was the same dude. And it was his, uh, his uh, first match in the Kumite against Frank Dukes. Well, the gold tooth is laying on the ring. And I guess one of the janitors there sees the gold tooth. And he walks over and picks it up. But not only does he pick it up, but he bite, bites on it you know, to see if it's real gold. And gets all wide-eyed and excited that it's real gold. And starts wiping the mat down and puts the gold tooth in his pocket it, dude should have had a way bigger part than just that one scene in the movie oh no he does have another scene where he's like mopping the he's mopping the mat before the ring or some shit um okay then after that it goes to like kind of like a montage of all the other fighters and I couldn't get all of them because they were going through pretty quick but <clears throat> Rick the next match winner was Ricardo Mora. This is the monkey fighter dude. He's like all jumping around like a monkey and he was chopping the coconuts at the beginning of the movie. He wins uh, by doing his coconut chop to the dude's head. Obviously. Next winner was Paco. He was the kickboxer. Uh, he won by kneeing a dude to the face. Then it shows Ray Jackson... Uh, throwing a dude off the ring, and then he says, Go home! When he throws him off. <laughs> Pumola's the next dude. He was the E-Honda dude throwing the barrels at the beginning. He does like a backbreaker move and beats a guy. Uh, quick cut, uh, Frank Dukes doing a downward kick to a guy's face, knocking him out. And then Chong Lee doing a chest kick to kick somebody off the ring. So that was day one of the Kumite. Uh, the biggest points for the day one was making sure the guy from Nerds said the name of the movie Bloodsport. Uh, then the next one was, uh, you know, uh, Ray Jackson threatening to kill Chong Lee and Frank Dukes beating the world record for fastest knockout in a match. So after day one, after the fights, like traditional to all 80s movies, you have to have a chase scene. So you see Jean-Claude Van Damme hanging out at the hotel and the, uh, the CIA agents show up and chase, start to uh, chase Frank Dukes across hong kong with a bunch of awesome 80s move music playing in the background and for frank deuce is just being coy with um just running a little bit stopping and like looking back to make sure like you can't get me and he ends up making the two guys fall and it was almost like a men a really long mentos commercials i don't know if you guys remember mentos commercials but the chase scene was like a Mentos commercial and he knocks the CIA agents into the water and they just look at him. And I was just waiting for Jean-Claude Van Damme to turn around with a Mentos thing like... But that didn't happen. Alright, so... After that, it shows... Uh, Frank Dukes going on a date with the reporter. She bangs him, trying to get into the Kumite, but 
you know, that doesn't, shit don't work with Frank Dukes. He ain't having it. Like, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. But, of course, they, this is, they have to show Jean-Claude Van Damme's butt because I'm pretty sure that's in his contract, too. But it's so funny because when they pan over to him to show his butt, he, like, pulls his underwear down. Or, no, he pulls it up and then down again. So I wonder how many times they filmed him, like, pulling his underwear up and down, up and down to get the butt shot, and they finally were just like, fuck it, let's just use that one. That one's good. So then we go into day two of the Kumite. All right, so here's our winners for day two and how they knocked out their opponent. First match was Paco, the kickboxer. He does like a flying jump punch and knocks dude out. Then it shows Frank Dukes doing a jump kick. Zhang Lee comes in, and at the end of this match, he kicks a dude in the leg and breaks his leg. And starts doing, like, the creepiest celebration. Like, this dude's celebration is, like, the creepiest. Like, he gets these eyes. He's just like. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. The facial. The main characters in this, Chung Lee and Frank Dukes, both speak, like, no English whatsoever. So they're like, just. Just make faces. You don't really need to talk. Chong Lee does talk a couple times, and it's like the worst, uh, like audio recorded uh, AR, like somebody else over top of him because he probably knew no English. So after Chong Lee breaks dude leg, it shows Frank Dukes doing like a combo to a knee into the guy's stomach, and he beats him. Then it cuts back to Chong Lee who's holding a guy on the ground, and he like face palms them and beats them then it shows dukes again because i apparently chung lee and frank dukes are the only people who matter in this turn well obviously but it kind of showed some other people in this montage in between uh frank dukes kicks someone off the ring then after that is one of my all-time favorite fights in the entire movie it is Pomola, the Yohanda-looking dude, versus Ricardo Mora, which is the monkey fighter. And uh, the big guy beats him. David didn't get Goliath this time. Uh, Pomola bear-hugged him. And even though Ricardo was throwing those coconut punches, he just couldn't, he just couldn't beat him. Just couldn't beat him. So then it shows Chung Lee again. Doing a flying knee to beat someone. And then another, and then it cuts to yet another one of my. The, all the fights with the E Honda dude, the Pomola guy, are incredible. That, that's one of my favorite characters in it. He. Pomola fights Frank Dukes. And in order for Frank Dukes to beat him, he does the splits and like uppercuts him in, like in the nuts. Frank Dukes claims it was a bladder punch. He did the splits and bladder punched uh, the E Honda sumo wrestler. But no, it looks like he punched him in the nuts. I mean, he even sits there and holds his nuts. I mean, come on. So then after that, the day ends with Chung Lee versus Ray Jackson. Now, right off the bat, he, he like, Ray Jackson hits Chung Lee, knocks him down, 
and like is instantly celebrating for for think like he won. Like, dude, you just hit him a couple times. Like, finish the dude off. Well, Chung Lee gets up, beats him up, and gives him a, con- a concussion? Not very high stakes. I, you know, it makes it seem like he killed him. And I don't know if maybe originally they wanted him to die, and then they decided, no, let's keep him alive because he's the only person who can actually speak English in the movie. And so they kept him alive. But I don't know. It seemed like he only got a concussion from the fight. But Chung Lee does another one of his creepy celebration and steals the Harley Davidson bandana from Ray Jackson. So the in between, uh, the in between scenes of these days, instead of the chase scene, it shows the reporter going to the, the Chinese cops and snitching on Frank Dukes, and <laughs> then it, it cuts to a montage of. Frank Dukes in a he's in the subway and he's thinking about literally everything that just happened in the past five minutes of the movie. So it's a montage of the the events that's happened five minutes prior to the montage. I you've got too many montages in your movie at that point if that's what what you're up to. But it ends with a awesome scene of Jean Claude Van Damme on atop this giant uh, tower doing the splits overlooking Hong Kong. It's it's pretty impressive. So, we get to day three and uh, the final match in Bloodsport. The CIC agents catch up to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme because the reporter snitched out the location, the Kumite. So they show up with cops and uh, Frank Dukes is walking down the hallway, sees them, and... It's like, ah, I'm not even phased. Keeps walking. Well, the, the ha- Chinese police are like jumping out of doorways one by one and just getting kicked in the face. Boom, boom, boom. Face kick, face kick, face kick. Getting knocked over. And he makes it all the way up to the CIC agents who he blocks the taser that they shot at him with a garbage can. Tases the other people. And he's like, look, I'm going to fight. I'll go home afterwards, but I have to fight. And he goes and fights. And so the CIC agents sit down with the reporter and like, fuck it. Let's watch this. We might as well watch it. So there's only two fights that lead up to the final match. And that is Frank Dukes versus the kickboxer whose name was Paco. And Chung Lee versus a no-name person. So Dukes fights Paco. And the, the, I was talking about this earlier where they were trading kicks with you. They're like, kick, arr, kick, arr, kick, arr. And it's just like back and forth, back and forth. And uh, finally, uh, Jean or Frank Dukes ends it with a spin kick. Uh, like this is probably the same spin kick that got him this role he used to in Paco. Now Chung Lee's up. He beats the crap out of this no-name dude. Just like literally murders him. Because at the end, he dude's knocked out on the ground. He goes over and like punches dude's nose up into his brain and kills him. Does his third creepy celebration of the movie. The judges turned his back and were super dis. You know they were like, uh, uh, you killed a man and turn his back but 
you know, Chung Lee didn't give a fuck. He walks over to Frank Dukes, points at him, and says, you are next. But it was clearly, clearly not his voice. You could tell. They just audio recorded somebody else saying it. I'm telling you, though, the guy from Nerds was the only, and the reporter in Forrest Whitaker. So there's three, maybe four people in the entire movie that could speak English. So then we finally get to the final match, which, oh, big surprise, is Frank Dukes versus Chung Lee. Uh, for some reason, they like tilt the fucking mat at an angle to make it harder, I guess. But Which I don't understand. They should have just had it that way the entire Kumite, but, you know, I'm not in charge. Who gives a fuck? Chung Lee, you know, it does a little close-up of Chung Lee having the Harley Davidson bandana wrapped around his leg. And... Uh, you know, they're all doing like some jump kicks and doing stuff. It's pretty cool. So they start fighting and uh, Chung Lee cheats and throws salt into Frank Duke's eyes. So then there's a montage of, you know, all the training that Frank Duke's got to train him for being blind. And he the faces Jean-Claude Van Damme makes at this particular point in the movie or some of the greatest faces ever he's just like but the part i don't get is like they do like a camera view like a point of view of from the camera and it's just a little bit blurry like you can still see everything like the chung lee throws the referee at him and they do a point of view shot with the camera and you can see Chung Lee and the referee getting thrown at the camera. I don't, I think they probably should have cut that out because honestly, I probably could have saw everything that was going on at that point. If I was, if that's how his vision truly was, it's not that impressive. If he would have been completely blind, like nothing, if they just would have just shown nothing, then that would have been like super impressive. I think they fucked up on that end. Well, you know, uh, Frank Dukes remembers his training and he ends up beating uh, Chung Lee for the, you know, Kumite title. And he he ends up beating him by making Chung Lee say uncle, which I I can't remember what the, the Chinese version of that was, but he makes him do that. But then it cuts to... Jackson and Frank Duke at the hospital. And I'm telling you, this was like the lowest stakes ever. Like, oh, your friend got a concussion in a fight. Like, that's almost expected to happen. But what I don't understand is like a day or two has passed and the same bloody head wrap, like it's still bleeding. If that dude was really still bleeding like two, three days later, something's fucked up. But if they didn't change that bandage for like two or three days that's fucked up in itself i don't know what they're doing whoever the the costume person is in this movie needs to you know get his shit together so of course at the end of the movie frank dukes goes back to america and he's on it shows him he beats the cic agents to the airplane and it cuts to uh like print on the screen and given a little bit of facts of Frank Dukes. So here's... Now, this movie was supposedly based on a true story. Uh, supposedly. 
So here's here's some of the facts. Uh, 1975 to 1980, Frank Dukes won 329 matches, and he retired as the World Heavyweight Full Contact Kumite Champion. He held four world record four world records. The first one, fastest knockout at 3.2 seconds. Second one, fastest punch with knockout at 0.12 seconds. Third one, fastest kick with knockout at 72 miles per hour. And most consecutive knockout in a single tournament was five consecutive. Um, and then it's, it goes on to say he founded the first American ninjutsu system called Duke's Ryu. That's the like name of his thing. There is no evidence whatsoever that any of this ever happened it's pretty much frank dukes's word versus everybody else in the world so if it really if uh, the blood of blood sport ever really happened who knows according to frank dukes he it did i don't i don't think any of this is true except for john claude van damme so yeah so that's it uh that's blood sport one of my favorite movies. So awesome. Uh, next episode, we are doing Jean-Claude Van Damme's second movie, Cyborg. Let's see. Cyborg was released in 1988 as well, I think. Something like that. I don't know. But that movie, Cyborg is an awesome movie. Uh, so make by, oh shit, let me pull up my phone real fast. I should have had this ready. <clears throat> Break it down. All right, next episode will be June 2nd at Magic Squirrel Network. So tune in June 2nd and we are doing Cyborg. So you have a month to find this movie and watch it. If you don't own this movie, it's definitely worth buying. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's Bloodsport. One movie down, a whole bunch to go. Uh, next, next Cyborg, I'm going to count how many splits he actually does. Um, yeah. You know, this was the first review. It's, it might change a little bit from here on out. It might not be as extensive as I did for Bloodsport, but I, I, you know, I had to dive into this movie because I love it, and I'm probably gonna go watch it now that I just got done talking about it. I'm hoping to have clips in the next one. I really, I didn't have a much, uh, you know, a lot of time. You know, I uh, also host the podcast Pointless Discussions, and you know, that takes up a lot of time. So I should have enough time in the next month. To actually have some clips to play during the next live stream. So head over to uh, Magic Squirrel Network on SoundCloud where you can find Diabolical Index, Heckles and Horrors, and Van Damage Jean-Claude. Uh, all the audio files are there that you can find. Or head to MagicSquirrelNetwork.com and you can watch all of the previous live streams on that. I don't think... Andrew has made a Van Damme and Jean-Claude page yet or section on the magicsquirrelnetwork.com page. So I'm going to have to get on his ass to do that. All right. 
This has been Bloodsport. This has been Van Damme. It's Jean-Claude. I'm always Paul Schroyer. Kumite. The squirrel was magic.